turn. Welcome everybody to the jam. I am Crash. And I'm Church. And do we really need to take turns, I guess, is the question. I don't know if we have to With take turns. Every other time. It's fair that way, right? We want to be fair. Yes. We're gentlemanly. Who gets, We're gentlemanly. Who gets to pretend to be the most radio friendly. We'll be gentlemanly the... between gentlemen. We wanted to talk today about a couple of different things. Uh, one of the things we wanted to start in was discussing the situation of the border and some of the some of the thoughts about that and then just talking about Biden and his divisiveness a little bit. So what do you think? So Mr. first Crash? of all, yeah, first of all, um, today is just a few hours ago, Buckingham Palace announced the death of Queen Elizabeth. Right. Yeah, and I guess we could lead off with that. That is kind of a big story. It's a it? huge story. It's like the story so far almost of the century. I mean, besides 9-11. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... A little less surprising. I mean, she was in her... She was 96 90s. years old. It was yeah, kind of expected. So. I think everybody was was kind of like, how long is this old bird going to keep keep flying? And uh, she did. She kind of surprised everybody. But 70 years as the Queen of England, I mean, that's just... I can't even. That's amazing. She has she has lived yeah. through fourteen presidents of the United States, and she's met all but one of them. She didn't she didn't meet uh, Lyndon Johnson, but she did meet all of the other presidents. Yeah. Of course. I, how much how much influence does the the ruler of England actually have in England anymore? Great Britain. Yeah, they've been talking a lot about that today. Uh, they the it's actually built, I guess, into the Constitution of Great Britain that um, they can't actually speak of things politically. They're they're required by their constitution to remain politically neutral. The monarchy. The monarchy is yeah. Well, the, the monarch. Uh, you can't really say the monarchy oh, because yeah, Charles. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Charles. He he was fair enough. <laughs> he was pretty de divisive about things, and and he was a a he, he is a kind of a world economic forum disciple. He is has followed that. He's kind of part of it. He buys into the the uh, rhetoric of the world economic forum. So it'll be interesting to see him make that change and to see if he really holds holds to that. But I mean, I, I think the strength of the monarchy definitely is is weakened because she kind of represented that last, uh, just that last little bit of um, uh, purity in the monarchy as, as we know it. I mean, not like, you know, medieval times or anything like that, but... Yeah, I don't know. We don't want that sort of purity in monarchies in in the world, anyway. Well, pur purity the, in the, that the tyrant who it can was, rule and no, command whatever they want. No, pur sort of thing. purity as in you know she 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 just created so much stability to England. It was uh, and it was really institutional, uh, very traditional person. She uh, her husband or not her husband, but Charles. He's yeah, he's been mired in in uh, controversy for decades. When he when he cheated on Diane, when when uh, you know they split up, and I think there was a lot of harshness, harsh, harsh feelings between. There seems to be a a real fascination with the 
the British royalty that I just have never really <laughs> understood. Like, I just kind of don't care, uh, you know, particularly about their personal lives. Now, I do care if a new monarch means, you know, a change politically to the world's stability and, and could cause issues, um, then, then that would matter to me more. But, you know, like, I, I don't care about all the all the stuff you see in the tabloids, you know, with with the monarchy, it's so fascinating to people, and I just don't care. I'm like, oh, whatever. Who cares yeah, about that? all that stuff with uh, with <laughs> Meghan Markle and and well, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, all, all of the behind the scene, you know, the stuff that you see. Yeah, you're right. The tabloids, the uh, the stuff in Men in Black where they say that's real journalism <laughs> at the end of the all first right. one. But uh, yeah. but no, I mean, this is it, it's it, I see. People, even in the United States, they go over to Great Britain, they meet the Queen, and they, they're so fascinated by it. And then they, these are American citizens, and they they bow or curtsy, which I don't understand to the Queen. Yeah. And 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 as as an American, I personally, if I ever had the chance to meet uh, now King Charles, um, boy, I would. <laughs> I, I I think if if they said uh, you know hey it's uh, you're, you're required to bow. I'd look at him and, and say, well, if that's going to be a requirement and it's going to prevent me from yeah. from not meeting him because I'm not going to do that, then I guess I'm not going to meet it, him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm an American. Yeah, and I, I'd I, give him a friendly head nod. Yeah. I'd be like, hey. I, I bow to God <laughs> and God alone. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I will bow to, the, to, the, to our Lord and Savior when he returns. And uh, other than that, I bow to no man because I'm an American. That's that's just the way we are. We don't we don't bow. That's part of the principle yeah. of, of of what American was was founded on. And that's what was so frustrating when when Barack Obama bowed to the prince of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a mistake. Um, I'm not sure he meant it as a deference thing as much as a respect thing. So I, I can I can be a little forgiving but of it. But even as but... Re, even as respect, he's the president of the freaking United States. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. So, I think it was a mistake. Yeah, for sure. it's it's not. You know, this. I'm isn't... just saying his motivations. I don't think it was a. It was a like if if Biden did that sort of thing, it would feel more like a a deference thing and a weakness well, he thing. was he was on his apology tour. He was on America. His, his America is bad. We're sorry for every bad thing that we've done. And and here right. he is, the leader of the free world, and he's bowing to a foreign power as the most yeah, powerful person in thing. the world. Yeah, it, yeah, it, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, even if it's a sign of respect, as president of the United States, if if you're a citizen and you do that, I guess you know it's really just up to you. I'm personally not going to do it. But as president of the United States, you are expected to carry yourself as the president of the United States. Yeah, and I wouldn't, you know, like if I if I got was, you know, became captive of some evil, you know, country or something, and they, you know, put a gun to my head and said, "You will bow to our leader, or we're going to kill you now." I'd probably bow in that situation. You know, I'm not that pig-headed about. I will bow to no man. You know, sort of thing. It's just as a general rule, I'd I'd be the same as you with like. Visit, you know, meeting the monarchy or something, I'd I'd be like, well, if if I have to bow, then I'm not. I'll I'll pass. I'll pass on meeting him. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or if yeah, you know, so. I guess in front of everybody, and they say bow, and I'd be like, no, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm an American, and and yeah. uh, you know, hey, no disrespect to you. And I guess uh, it was actually said today. Uh, I was watching some of the stuff on uh, on Fox News and um, uh, Dana Perino talked about that 
And she said that uh, Queen Elizabeth actually didn't even care about any of that. She thought it was just, you know, she she went through the motions of it, and that's where I say the stability of the tradition. But she personally, it's not, she it's not a modern, yeah, yeah she, it's not a modern thing to yeah. think or to to approach royalty that way. And it's yeah, because well, Dana Perino traveled with uh, George Bush to to Great Britain when he met with Queen Elizabeth, and and that was one of the things that she noted was that uh, Queen Elizabeth actually didn't really care. I'm sure. I'm uh, sure if it was a British subject. It would be different. Right. If someone showed her disrespect intentionally or something, it might be offensive or or something like that. But it's, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, parade, yeah. pomp and circumstance. Personally, I don't, I don't care. But, uh, you know, at, at, uh, the to, to the border situation, um, a couple of days ago, uh, Ted Cruz made an invitation, gave an invitation to uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, that uh, she should she should go down to the border because she's been not... She's been saying there's no problem she's been down saying there. She's saying there's no problem down there. Yeah. <laughs> and then so he said, hey, just come on down and... and, and, and if if and and I will show you that who, who people are gave that it was Ted Cruz it was Ted Cruz and he said I will show you that they are not just coming across the border by the dozens but while you are here we will see hundreds of people crossing the border and she quipped back to him on Twitter and said we're not going to to uh, or not maybe it wasn't on Twitter but she at least responded and she did say we're not going to take the. Uh, uh, advice or or accept invitations from Republicans, and uh, Ted Cruz, uh, of course, fired back and and said, "Hey, if uh, you come down, I tell you what, you come down to the border, and if you do not see hundreds of people crossing while you are there, I will admit that I am wrong. But if I am right, right. and you are wrong." then you need to admit to everybody that you have uh, lied to that you have lied. <laughs> and I thought that was awesome. I, w- I was, I was, uh, since I didn't hear the name at first, I was, I was expecting it to be Peter Ducey who had, who had asked her. You mean the uh, only person in the White House the, press that actually has the canards to actually yeah. say, to ask questions? Yeah, yeah, tough questions. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's really funny the the one today where he uh, well I saw it today I don't know if it happened today, um, where he pointed out that she she was saying you know that anyone who questions an election is a fascist. Yes, <laughs> and then he points out well that she okay here's a quote from it. you <laughs> yeah. and, and here's a In quote from Biden and here's a quote yeah. from uh, yeah. Yeah, and she it's, did. It's she, in, great. in 2016, she uh, she did say that uh, that the Republicans had stolen uh, ballots, that they set up mail uh, fraud, and all of these things to. Yeah, and it's uh, such. Yeah. I mean, the the gaslighting going on by by right now is just it's just phenomenal. Like it's phenomenal level of gaslighting coming from the um, from the the presidency you know essentially but from the whole the whole uh democratic institution and yeah yeah i mean you're exactly right about the gaslighting it's it's so amazing that they they fully expect people to believe them because they say it and it's like they that's i i just yeah it's amazing like 
what I think is the people that have their heads buried in the sand because they're so far on the left are going to believe it anyway and already because that, believe because it. Because they are the only ones they listen to. Yeah. But, but it, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's not like we don't have this thing called the Internet where everything is saved once you put it well, out there online. Yeah, you'd think that would make more of a difference than it does. Unfortunately, people don't, you know, we've talked about this before. People don't know what they're talking about and they, they, aren't, they aren't well, they aren't informed, even though information is so easy to come by and you could know, you know, the facts of the matter without a lot of work. And yeah. Well, things are so easy to come by. And just people's opinions are um, stunning to me. So I, I, you know, there's Facebook. There was a story recently that um, Zion's Bank here in Utah pulled out of the gay pride parade in Idaho as a, you know, being being, taken part in that because they were involving minors in it. And so I saw this post on Facebook. So they did the correct thing. So they did the correct thing. Well, my, my initial response is Zion's Bank. You know, I was like, why are they involved in the gay pride right, event right. anyway? Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. But whatever. Okay, they want to sh- show solidarity and support or whatever, you know, and, 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 and good faith. Okay, fine. But then, yeah, because there's minors involved and, and they're doing, you know, the drag show with minor type things and stuff. It makes sense, right? They pull out and they're, they're like, we don't want to support the stuff. The commentary on this Facebook post, I just, I didn't look at a lot of it, but it was like, seriously, 50% of the people were calling Zions Bank terrible names and telling and saying they'd never go to Zions Bank again and they're going to, you know, boycott them and Zions Bank is horrible and bigoted and all these things. And I just, it was stunning to me. Like, I was like, how can people. They they don't even listen to their own words. Yeah, they're not even listening to their own words. About it, about intolerance and and bigotry, how they are the, actually the ones who are being bigoted, right? But and but just the 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 thinking that goes into no children should be going should be exposed to this sexual stuff. It's like, yeah, it, it's it's unfathomable fathomable to me. I, I don't understand what's happened where it's gone like beyond. You know, like the evil has come out, has just come out in droves and just been like, hey, it's cool to be evil now. And now evil's evil's the new cool thing. Yeah, so the, the, the moral evil. standard is we're not now. not going to hide it anymore. Yeah, the moral standard is completely, it's it's bizarro world uh, right mm. now. This we're, we're just in this dimension of dementia where people are, not people, not, I wouldn't say everybody, but it's just this. No, I would say, yeah. It's a small the, the, number of very vocal people. Well, I don't know that it's as small as we think, but you're, what I do think is that the kind of people who are living in this bizarre world and believe in it are the ones who are active online. And so I think yes. you see, you yeah. like, like it was every other comment, you know, the, the other comments were all like good for Zions and this needs to happen and we got to stand against this stuff. But it was like every other comment, it was, it was like 50%, you know, and like I said, I didn't look at a lot of comments, but it just it struck me how many people were, you know, supporting this lunacy. And, but I don't think that's like, if I went to all my neighbors and asked them, you know, if I, if I did a poll in my neighborhood. Yeah. The majority of them would say, no, that's wrong. And that's, you know, we, we saw that with the, um, the bill in Florida where you live, um, where the polls, you know, the overwhelming majority, uh, largely in the Democrat, uh, party, the people belonging to the Democrat Party, I should say, just citizens, 
when they but, were yeah, when they were polled, the majority of them were like, "No, this is wrong." The amount of people who don't think this is bizarre world, and and think this is good and normal and wholesome, is is still shocking. It's just shocking to me. It it is. It shouldn't it shouldn't even be there at all. But it's it's surprising that such a minority is controlling the narrative. And you yeah, have such sure. a, and, but I, I think that if you didn't have a completely complicit media, that the support would be there. We have a media that is, and, and the entertainment industry, both the entertainment industry and the, and the media is, is so full of that rotten, uh, lifestyle, that rotten morality that they are. I think I think Hollywood and the entertainment industry has been like this for decades, but it's only until recently where they've just been well, like, okay, now, now there's no point in hiding it anymore. This is what we believe. This is how we feel. Well, and conversely, then you have um, the Me Too movement sort of situation and this unfairness to women and unfairness to, um, you know, men get paid more than women sort of stuff. And, and you get this coming out. And all of the problems with that are in Hollywood. Like Hollywood is where they have these evil men that are not paying women and that are sleeping around, you know, making women sleep around to get parts and raping and yes. abusing and all this sort of stuff. And it, they, they, they live in this corrupt, horrible world. And then Hollywood comes out and, and pretends like that's the whole world and, and everywhere in the world, that's the way women are treated. And then people just yes. buy into that. But that's not true. Women aren't treated that way in most you know, most no. business situations, if you treated women that way, you'd get in serious trouble. That's not like I, I've worked in a lot of big companies and they are very, very fair. And women make just as much as men and women are bosses just as much as men. I mean, there are granted fewer women who move into the field that I'm in because I'm, I'm a you know computer programmer and women generally don't pursue that career as much. Um, and so, so you do see you know, less women percentage wise than men, but the women are not treated that way. And, and if they were, if, if you ever made some sort of sexist comment to a woman, you'd get in trouble so fast. Like that stuff is not yes, allowed. I agree. And, and I, you know, I, I, I work in an industry that is predominantly dominated by men, uh, very mm -hmm. much so. And, and it's just because that's the way manufacturing it's is. Because men rule. Men. <laughs> but yet, <laughs> the company that I worked for, that I worked Personally, for, I like women. I just want to make that clear. I, well, the, I the like company women. that I work for, the president is a woman. The right. uh, the vice president is a woman. We have a predominantly uh, staffed female uh, upper management and middle management. We do have uh, when it when it comes to the production side, there are a lot of men that are there, but we also have some women who are part of that. And so th this, this idea that, like you said, that, that women aren't getting a fair shake. Look, we've got a female vice president. We have our press secretaries, uh, have predominantly been female. If you look back over, over time, the white house press secretaries have predominantly been female. And these are these are press secretaries who are out in the limelight. They are out in front of the press every single day. And we have so many examples of strong women in our history. 
Yet it only seems to the left that we are supposed to be concerned about now because that's the narrative that they want to push, that right now it is so bad and we're just now breaking the shackles of male dominance in society when it's absolutely, completely false. Well, it depends on what you mean by dominance in that, you know, there's definitely still like if you look at how many men are in Congress compared to how many women. If you look at how many men are in business leadership positions compared to women and stuff, there is definitely a dominance there. But the problem is that that dominance doesn't stem from oppression through like systematic oppression. It stems from the fact that women just naturally have different interests. And so as as, as a broad spectrum, women don't pursue business as much as men do. Women don't pursue government as much as men do. That certain certain things in certain industries women are gonna dominate because that's more their interest and men are not men are not gonna pursue those interests as well. Um and that's just the natural way that went men men and women, you could make the argument, you know, I don't know how much there might be a percentage of truth to it, but you can make the argument that culturally that's put upon women that they you know women should be nurses sort of thing and so they grow up thinking they should be nurses and it's not a natural interest i don't know if that's true or not right but either way whether whether that's the case or not it's still women that are choosing the fields that they choose and therefore there is a dominance by by men for sure but it's not because of some sort of oppression where men are out there you know enslaving women and keeping them down and you know not allowing them through the door at some level you know i think i think the appointment of sandra day o'connor to the u.s supreme court should have really i mean that that was so um monumental in in especially government in american government because it showed Mm -hmm. that a, a woman really can just achieve the the highest heights in in U.S. government, and when it comes to that particular position, you're talking about one of the most powerful people in the United States, a posi- in in that position, sitting on that court of nine. Well, within a you know for a few months, we could, we could have a female president, <laughs> like any day now. We could have a president, <laughs> yeah. Female. Well, some argue that we already do, but. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> president, according to President Biden, she is the president. So. <laughs> second, second and third in line are both yes, female. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's so, exactly right. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. What is a woman? Maybe they're uh, not women. I'm not really sure. Is Pelosi but I mean, a woman? We, we, we just, we, we I think, I, well, they push this narrative so much that it's almost like uh, they have a solution in search of a problem. So you have parts of society where women who aren't being oppressed go out and say that they are being oppressed. It's just, it's the same thing with race. Yeah, did you see that with uh, um, Jennifer, I'm in space in her last, see, I'm having another one of those moments. You know that one girl that's in that one show that did that one thing that one time? You're talking about uh, J-Lo? The Hunger Games star. Oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, so what did she say? i got to look up her name first before I... Uh... These 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 moments, I, I, I gotta I gotta get past them, right? I gotta gotta make my brain work in these moments. Uh, you're 51 years old, so <sighs> it's not that. I've had this my whole life. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, the Lawrence part. Um, what did she say? She uh, was said something about Tucker Carlson and how he was like haunting her dreams or something like that, and she was <laughs> oppressed and had this. <laughs> I, I didn't actually read the. Um, that's like AOC saying that all the, the yeah, male yeah, Republicans sort of just thing. secretly want to date her. 
What in the world, man? I mean, what? Okay, first of all, does she watch Tucker Carlson? Is that why she's so haunted? Is because she's so threatened by the truth? Is that really what's like going I on? Said, yeah, I because didn't read it. If, I just if, saw the headline. If she's not watching watching Tucker Carlson, why in the world would she even care what Tar- Tucker Carlson has to say? Like I couldn't. Yeah, so care. Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence admits to having nightmares about Tucker Carlson is the headline that I saw. <laughs> Uh, so, that that means that that uh, uh, that means that uh, Tucker Carlson secretly wants to be with her, I guess. Right? Yeah. Isn't I that guess. what that means? So, I mean, this this is this goes a little bit into what we're trying to talk about with uh, with Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the border as well, but but uh, you know, Joe Biden is uh, he he campaigned on being a uniter that he was going to unify this country. And last week he had his speech, and he's been getting really bad about this lately, where he is really demonizing Republicans, particularly what he calls MAGA, MAGA Republicans. But then he gives that little caveat, well, but it's not all Republicans, it's just those who voted for Trump. Well, 75 million well, people... We didn't say voted for, but yeah. Well, 75 but million what, people yeah. voted for Trump. The thing is it's more gaslighting. 75 million people voted for Trump in, uh, in 2020. So, but that included Democrats, that included independents, that included people who hadn't voted Republican their entire lives, but they were not going to vote for Joe Biden. And they voted for Donald Trump. But I mean, this, this thing that, that Joe Biden is saying, he's, he's telling them that, they are, that, that Republicans are the threat, the biggest threat to society. Did you see the tweet from, uh, oh, geez, what's her name? She's the red-haired uh, red-haired comedian. Um, she's yeah, the one that, no. that held uh, Donald did, did Trump's. The head. Yeah. yeah, the fake head of Donald Trump. See, now you're head. having one of those moments. Yeah, I am. I don't care. Um, but but she she tweets out because who cares what her name is? Right? If you don't want civil war, vote Democrat. If you want civil war, vote Republican. Kathy Griffin, by the Kathy way. Griffin. So she's basically threatening that if you vote Republican, they're bringing a civil war. Yeah. And it, I mean, talk about gaslighting. This is so divisive and they are the, uh, well, I don't know if the, that's so much gaslighting cause there's, it could, you know, like that, that they may take like the, we don't know. I mean, they, they, they're clearly like Biden is obviously, well, I don't know if it's Biden specifically, I guess is why I'm stumbling over my words, but the administration, the leftist, you know, presidency in power and, Democrats, I think they want the, you know, the Trump Republicans to become violent. Yes, they, they do. Want That's why they to... love January 6th. They love mm-hmm. January 6th. They, they don't want hate more January of that 6th. Because yeah. it gives them more opportunity to take power. Yeah, look, they, they don't hate January 6th. They don't hate the people. Well, they do hate the people, but they were part of January 6th, but they don't hate January 6th. It was not a threat to our republic. They did not commit insurrection. They were not there under seditious purposes. They were there to protest an election that many people, myself included, uh, believe had there were many problems in that election, many questions. They, they had that, questions, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of questions. But they were there uh, protesting, and and let's let's not forget that in 2016 there were riots in Washington D.C. from the Democrats. Yeah, on on inauguration day, 
on, in, in January 20th, 2017. And they, they ignore all of that. And the lies that have been spewed, especially about the number of uh, people who were killed, there was one person killed as a result of that protest, just one, and that was a protester. And she was unarmed. She's like five foot one. She was not a threat in any way whatsoever. And she was shot and killed, murdered, in my opinion, murdered because she was a uh, she was a Trump supporter. And then you have. The later deaths, we had we had uh, three suicides. We had one person, one of the police officers had uh, strokes, and he died from strokes uh, uh, a few days later. But they blame all of those deaths on the January 6th protesters. Yeah, and it goes back to what, what we were talking about earlier with um, the press secretary, which now I'm spacing her name. What was her name again? Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre. Yeah, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Thank you. Um, you know, saying and 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 coming from the presidency, coming from Biden, that anyone who questions the election is a fascist sort of idea. When they're questioning, they they question previous elections. It's the same thing with January sixth. Like they're saying this was an insurrection, and there wasn't even violence other than a little bit here and there because people you know go crazy and any sort of thing but as far as like a massive riot it was mostly like the cops opened the gates and just let people come in they paraded around for a little bit and acted a little bit foolish but then there were actual riots going on when in in 2016 incited yeah but incited riots on january 6th these were incited yeah, by people incited. who were on the inside i mean uh, there there were people yeah, assume, that were really yeah. involved there there's video footage of these people being involved inciting the people to rise up and 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 protest and and break down the barriers and all of that but where are they why don't we hear about them why aren't why isn't the white house press secretary addressing that why isn't the fbi addressing that what about the fbi informers what about the fbi um uh, infiltrators, the people who infiltra- infiltrated these groups to try to to incite this violence. Where are they? And all we hear about are the, the, the grandmothers, the grandfathers, the people who happen to be in Washington, D.C. They're the ones that are being put under arrest. They're the ones being put in, in prison as political prisoners without trial, without right. uh, m- many of them just in solitary confinement for long when periods of time. It puts this huge cloud this mist of darkness as it were over what's the truth and it's really hard to assess what's the truth because on the one side of things you have that kind of stuff going on you have clear censorship you have social media clamping down the fact that someone can't even say that they think the legitimate wasn't or the excuse me that the election wasn't legitimate like if you if you proclaim that you believe le- the election wasn't legitimate on social media. Your you post get, will be taken down. Yeah. You get kicked off of it or, or banned or, or whatever. Um, Misinformation. And, and, and so the, the censorship and, and the, the, yeah, the stuff that you know happened and then the media doesn't cover, they're not covering the things that are actually happening that are important and monumentous. And, and you hear about these, these terrible things, you know, like the borders is a good example. And the media just ignores it and pretends it's not happen- happening. And then they're covering, you know, stuff that, you know, Trump and how evil Trump is or whatever still. Yeah. Um, these, these protests are mostly peaceful as the burn, uh, the building is burning behind them. Right. Yeah. But then on the other side of things, then you do have, you know, and I think it's, it's legitimate um, that there is the internet and 
the ability to pass information so easily does indeed create a problem with misinformation from both sides. And so there is a lot of garbage that comes from the right as well. And you get being able to filter out that information becomes, uh, you know, I think it's a legitimate issue and worth discussing. The problem is, of course, is that the, the Democrats and the left, their approach to it is to simply say, well, it needs to be censored and we need to be the arbiters and control what information, which is that's that's a failing recipe because information is biased. You know, the presentation of information is biased. Um, and so I've heard before that the suggested um you know, if, if you have a problem with misinformation, the solution is more information. The solution is to let more information out, more information out. And that's exactly about the way I feel about like the election mm -hmm. is because there was certainly some misinformation about Give the election. The there was, there the was certainly some of the theories out there are garbage and some of the proposals ended up being wrong about people claim about people's claims that about how and why the election was stolen. Yeah. If you are and, so confident that the election was not fraudulent then give us all of the information if you are that confident let everybody make their case let the information yeah. flow let people prove it wrong you know put out the information and have the debate and, and convince people shutting people up is you know a sure way to just once again goes back to what we're talking about with um the divisiveness and you know i was going to say on that by the way that biden's um I have a fly attacking my face here. Sorry. Biden's um, comment about he was going to unite us. I, he meant it. I don't think he was lying. Right. He didn't mean I don't want to unite us. It's just he didn't mean what it sounded like he meant, because what he meant is we're going to force everybody to think the way we think. Yeah, well, that's we're gonna, the way that they plan yes, to unite us. We're going to unite under the banner, the same banner is what he's trying to say. We're under the same uh, uh, ideology is really what he's trying to say. Uh, conversion. We're going to convert everybody. You know, there was there. You said something a, a, a few minutes ago about. Well, I don't think they think um, they're going to convert. I think they're going to force. Well, convert. So anyway, go ahead. It's, Sorry. it's it's the Islamic version of convert. Convert, <laughs> convert or be <laughs> <Yeah>. beheaded. <laughs> so, right. Okay. Uh, so you have uh, you, you said something a few minutes ago about uh, fascism and and how it's really how they 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 say that Republicans are fascistic and what they're trying to do, and and it's interesting they put all this blame on Republicans. The last I checked, the Republicans aren't in power. They have. They do not have control of Congress. They do not have control of the executive branch. They really don't have control of the judicial branch. They're, they're, they, they have a bare majority on the Supreme Court. But this is this is not. You, you can't say that that Justice Roberts is a is a sound conservative because he's not. And and by and large, I would even say that one or two of the Trump appointees are not sound conservatives. Yes, they are Republican. They 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 have okay. uh, well, largely not all the Republicans are sound conservatives. No, exactly. For sure. But uh, I mean, they're 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 not justice. They're not all Justice Thomases uh, on that uh, on the on the Republican side of the Supreme Court. So uh, it's it's so interesting though that they talk about that. They they try to put all this blame on Republicans for being fascistic, yet. We have no power. The Republican, the Republicans don't, and yet everything that's being done fascistically is being done by the Democratic Party. Yeah, get vaccinated well, or lose your they, job. And they claim, yeah, they claim the fascism based on rhetoric, 
um, that they claim is fascistic rhetoric, even though it's not necessarily, I mean, it's debatable whether even the most egregious things that Trump said was that were actually fascistic. Um, but it's just the rhetoric. They have, there's been no fascistic action. There's, you know, Trump, when he had the opportunity to send troops into various cities to deal with he issues, never did he it. refused. He never he did declined. It. He didn't, he didn't act on that. The Republicans yeah. and the conservatives have not made any active, you can make the argument yep. of whether the, the rhetoric is, is fascistic or not, but to claim that something is fascistic without any fascistic action is once again gaslighting and yet and it was nancy pelosi when you're the one doing all the fascistic actual action yes the, the, nancy the, pelosi the turning, is the one doing actual action nancy pelosi turning the capitol police into now a multi-state secret police the yeah. fbi being used by this administration the irs increase the irs the increase arming and them, arming the uh, 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 and arming trump's home as arming we about. the department of education Mm -hmm. Why we're and, yeah. and arming the EPA. Why is the EPA getting ammunition and arms? And so the, all of these things are, are being done by the Democrats and they are. Well, and, the, and the censorship is, is one of the most egregious, I think, of that. There's the censorship on social media, which is, as we've learned out recently, influenced by the government. But even if it wasn't influenced by the yes. government, it's still fascistic to silence people, to shut people uh, up that you disagree yeah, with. Yeah, well, it to... wasn't just influenced by the government. It was coordinated by the government. The government asked uh, Mark Zuckerberg to do it, and Mark Zuckerberg, uh, they asked him to jump, and he pretty much said, okay, how high? I mean, they they led it. They they did lead the uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Look, there were so many things that... that um, Joe Biden said in this in this uh, last thing, uh, his speech last week, I want to play one of those things. So here, I'm going to I'm going to play this. This uh, got some commentary after as well. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. I just have to remind you, these people believe men can give birth. These people literally believe men can get pregnant. All right. And they are saying that you and I live in the shadow of lies. Chaos. Chaos. Again, every single city run by Democrats is chaos. Democrats wage moral chaos and physical chaos through their policies. They are literally part of their platform is murder of babies. Whether it's abortion or murder committed by those who should be in prison but aren't because of policies that are put forth in the name of so-called equity. That was Ali Bestecki from The Blaze. And it's, no. it's, it's so – go ahead. It's, I'm sorry, real quick. This is – it's so amazing to me that they, they talk about these things. They talk about how violent the Republicans are, yet there's no instance of violence among Republicans – Except January sixth, you have the entire summer. Well, there's a few other instances, but they're they're rare. Yeah, they are they're so rare. You, rare. Know, you get the, the Proud Boys sort of, you know, getting in brawls or whatever sort of things, but it's not it's not the same. But was yeah, it sure. the Proud Boys or was it the FBI infiltrating the Proud Boys and creating well, that? Is, yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, it, there there are so many. But, instances. No, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that there are those on the right, and particularly the far right. You know, if you if you if you include the far right, which I don't think are actually right at all, but if you include that, then there there's definitely some violence there. But it's 
it's so much less and it's it's few and far between they they, they still have this idea of you know these uh you know armed militias creating convents and or compounds rather you know and and declaring themselves their own government and in that's Idaho. their idea of what yeah, everybody Idaho. yeah that's what yeah. The, their idea of the everybody timothy on the Mc, right the, is the timothy mcveigh kind of people that we're all we're all there you know you're not my government i'm i'm the government of myself you know sort of thing with yes our, and that's how they're depicted in films as well uh they yeah. they they will they will typically have some sort of a uh, a bra on their on their uh, or drawl in their in their speech, and they'll they'll wear camo, you know, hunting camo. They'll have hunting uh, uh, guns in their in the back yep. of their pickup truck, and and, 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 and they have pl plumbers crack showing yep, when they bend yep. over. Stereotype truckers hats <laughs> and, and all of that. But yeah. yet, it's so amazing that that you have these uh, these institutions, especially the educational institutions, where there's so much violence on the on the educational campuses, the uh, the, the universities across the country. And you have so many uh, uh, things that are that are so objectively immoral. I mean, just horribly immoral, <sighs> happening all across the country. The the lack of speech, allowed speech on uh, college campuses, where it used to be the the bastion of free, of, of uh, the expression of free speech, and now it's not. And uh, and and so the 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 rhetoric is is so bad. And uh, and it's total projection. They they are the ones that are actually doing it. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say about the you know Biden saying that Republicans live in the sh what, how did he phrase it the shadow of the bastion lies. Oh, the shadow of lies. Yes. Yeah, the shadow of lies. So, just oh, Beth, yeah. I had to look it up. I, I've had to look it up before. You know, people you hear people talk about gaslighting, and it's you, you kind of get a sense of it contextually, but specifically. Just in case anyone listening doesn't know and, and needs to look it up too, gaslighting is when you make people question their own reality. So you're saying things that are just blatantly false in a way to make people think that um, that it might be true, and and so it's a perfect example. That is a perfect example of him saying, and and then her response was was hilarious. It's like you're the people saying men <laughs> men can, can have get babies pregnant <laughs> and you're saying we live in the shadow of lies yes uh, and yeah that's that's kind of exactly you know you say the same thing with the you know follow the science garbage you know like they're, they're talking about the science as if whatever fauci says is the science and that's not what science is or you know what following the science means would mean in reality is to question Science is about questioning yep. and questioning but and questioning. But to them, the and, science is settled. And, but then, but, but then, yep. the science is only settled until the science has changed, and that's another right. one of their their uh, sayings that they use quite a lot uh, the last couple of years. Is well, the science has changed. It's a it's well, a it's appeal to authority is the problem. Is that is that they have the scientists that are the renowned scientists who say something, then that's what the science is, and so if, yes. if they've and and when there's no actual saying, proof. well okay even and I, you know there's some legitimacy to putting a little bit of trust you know we talked about that before how like you can't go verify it you can't go become a you know world renowned scientist on every single subject and know all the information for yourself there's a level where you have to put your trust in in the institutions a little bit and stuff sort but of when the institutions are fighting against each other and you have some scientists saying one thing and another scientist saying another thing then we have, then we're in a different game so i think okay so that touches on something really interesting but again we all have something wonderful at our fingertips and that is the internet 
And Which so we all, goes back to that, how easy it is. We, we do have the ability, though, to look at information. And if you can't find the information on the Internet because of censorship, go to your library. There are, there are medical journals to research. There are all kinds of uh, places that you can go and actually do it. What, if you why are on sincere. earth would you go to your library? Just, if you, you just are said, sincere. we have the internet. <laughs> but it's censored. <laughs> why would anybody go because to a the library? library is, I don't even think people know what indexing is at the library. What the heck uh, is indexing? What, and, Dewey Decimal? you yeah, kidding me? What are you talking about? <laughs> What's that? I don't even think they, they know what index cards at the library. What are, the, what are those? They have to have, they go to the kiosk, the little computer kiosk and look something up. Yeah. Um, oh. But there, there are... Which is great. There it's are, great. I mean, yeah. getting is, information is so easy. This is the way we used to be able to do things, and yet we've got it all at our fingertips now at our in our phones. And people are so lazy because they would rather listen to the people that make them feel good, who agree with them, than to question things. And it's only those people people who actually sit back and, and, and think to themselves, you know, something doesn't feel right here. Okay, this is a great segue um, into the border, because I, w I wanted to ask you about this, because one of the things that people want to make decisions and think and, and have their positions based on the way they feel about it, like their emotions guide them. And there's a level where you kind of, you know, the, the famous, you know, Ben Shapiro facts don't care about your feelings approach to things. Um, but that is an argument. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a true thing. It's a factual thing. Um, but as, as an argument for someone who feels, um, compassion and feels concern for a situation and doesn't want that situation to be the way it is because they feel it, that's a hard, um, that's a hard thing to get past, but you have to get past it in order to actually talk through the facts and talk through the logic and stuff. So when we talk about the border, one of the thoughts I had is that, so Elon Musk the other day made a comment that those who um, that, that one of the things that Republicans need to do better is be more compassionate about the border. And I couldn't help but think to myself in response to that. Did you did you hear that? No. That comment? Nope. He, he said some other things, too, but um, that was one of the things he said. I know. I, I know how I feel about it. You, you want to share real quickly and then I'll go on? How does that strike you? I'm curious. Um, I, I think he's full of crap. And it, it, it's what bothers me so much. It, it, it's what bothers me so much about this, this idea that if you are for legal uh, okay, immigration, right. that you are not compassionate. So you're like-minded to exactly what I was thinking. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Is It's yep. like there's, there's a problem with that that's saying that that when you worry about having an open border that allows anyone to come through without any sort of control or restrictions or or um, safety kind of concerns, that that means you're not compassionate, that you don't care. And it's a false. It, it leads. That's yeah, a it makes it so that we can't even have the discussions about like, yeah, if there's a problem with <clears throat> legal immigration being too restrictive, then that's a discussion worth having. That's a discussion where you can stand back and say, OK we're too restrictive. And so there are people who are good people who need and want to be in the country who we're not letting in because of how restrictive we are. So how can we change that? How can we be less restrictive? Can we open up and let more people in? Can we, you know, that whatever the discussion is, however that leads, that's a discussion worth having, but we can't even get to that discussion because it just becomes name calling and it becomes, you don't care because 
I feel like these poor people need to come into the country and you're saying that we need to not let them in. So it's you're, you're evil and you're a Nazi. You know, well, and see, that part of the argument is if you are compassionate, if you want people to actually come here, you should allow them to come here any way that they want. And that is so bad, especially when they they uh, they are such proponents about open borders and an open immigration policy where anybody can come in. We're just going to hand over whatever they want and need. We're giving them free education. We're giving them free health care. We're giving them access to all of these things. And yet we are not giving our own citizens the same leeway when it comes to things. Our own citizenry is required to do more than the immigrant who comes here illegally. Right. We are, we are well, required to obey all of the laws in this country, if you're not a Democrat, because apparently you can commit crime as a Democrat, you're going to get put out on jail and it's no big deal. But if you're a Republican, forget about it, right? Well, but only if you're in a Democrat-run city. It, but, you're, uh. but you're not allowed. It, it, we don't have blind justice in this country. And well, the other, yeah, and the other way to think about it would be like with education, I had this thought as you were talking, is that it's like saying that I feel compassion for these people that can't get a job because they don't have a degree. Therefore, they should be able to say they have a degree even though they don't. They should be able to lie about that and go get a job because that's what my compassion yeah. tells me. That's a good and analogy. And it's the same sort of logic. It's like saying, you, yeah. you know, when you say people that can come across the border illegally, they should be able to come across any way because I feel compassion for them is about the same sort of logic. Like it, having a, 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 a structure where you have to follow a path. You could talk about that path. You could talk about whether it's too difficult to get a degree. You should talk. You could talk about whether or not jobs should actually require degrees in a lot of cases where they do and they probably shouldn't. You can have those sorts of discussions. But when you just go straight to, oh, well, people should be able to lie about having degrees then, that's and that's fairly typical leftist thinking from my um, experience is they say, oh, we feel bad for this. Therefore, throw all the rules out the win out of the window. Well, this is what got me so worked up the other night. So we, we you, you're, you're talking about um, we're, we're, we're discussing how the Democrats are trying to change this narrative to where it shuts it. it there's, it, if the Democrats are good at anything, it's shutting down opposition in debate because they will demonize so badly the other side that the other side feels like that if they say anything at all, then everybody's going to believe that they're a bad person. So they are, they are, uh, the, the rhetoric about this open border policy is is so uh, two-faced because at the same time they praise and they talk about how much the border in Ukraine needs to be secure. Right. So while while Ukraine apparently deserves to have a very secure border because they need to protect the sovereignty of their country, we are not allowed to have a secure border in our country and protect our own sovereignty when yet we have terrorists coming across our border, we have drug dealers coming across our border, we have human traffickers coming across our border, and the number one killer of men ages 18 to 45 is from fentanyl, and that's all coming across the southern border being brought in by the drug cartels and, uh, and created in China. Now, the other from night... China. China. In, China, in China. So the other night, Trump China. was giving a speech, China. and you and I talked about this previously, and you had to correct me, because I was watching part of the speech, and, and Trump was talking about how in China they have a drug policy that if you are a drug dealer, 
or if you are involved in drugs, you will be caught and you will be immediately tried. They have a very short, they have actually a fast and speedy trial uh, like our Constitution is supposed to ensure that we have. But they have a fast and speedy trial. And uh, and so I would guess that Wait, that's... did you just praise China? No, 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 no. Trump was. <laughs> so this is what Trump was talking no, about. You, you said they, they, they have a fast and speedy China like we're supposed to. That sounded okay, like I added for China. that part, the fast and speedy that we're, we're supposed to. But <laughs> but that's Trump said they have a fast and speedy trial system. And so I added the like we're supposed to. Um, so anyway, he said that uh, that, that that this is what uh, President uh, uh, Xi, Xi uh, had, had told him and that in their country, when a person is caught, they are tried. And uh, if they are found guilty... Uh, and and there was kind of a joke that he made about that. He kind of looked up and he's like, "If you're found guilty, and everybody knew that if you're tried in China, by you know, and prosecuted against uh, by the country, um, you you're going to be found guilty, pretty much. Uh, you're killed. You're executed. Yeah, and, and, and you have a speedy execution. So it's almost like uh, I don't know if you ever saw. <laughs> I don't know if well, you then, ever. And then I don't know if you listened to the whole thing, but then Trump called for that in our country. He okay, said, we so hold on a second. I got to finish what I was going to say okay, because sorry, sorry. when I was watching, when I was watching this, because Doctor Oz was there, right? He's he's there to to yep. help uh, campaign for for Mehmet Oz, and uh, and so when he's talking about this, I waited, I waited for him to say, but because of China, we have this drug that's being brought in over our southern border and i didn't see it like for minutes i watched it and i was screaming and yelling at the tv like i cannot believe that you did not point out that that china is doing this now like all trump did yeah. well, but see like all trump speeches they're like 80 minutes long. So I'm not going to sit there and watch this thing for 80 minutes. <laughs> and I did, because I knew you wanted to talk about it. So I listened to the whole thing. Well, I wasn't going to. And sure to, enough, yeah. he said, yep, and they're sending they're sending their fentanyl over the border to us. Okay, and so our kids. when you said, said that, that, I was like, okay, I'm so. really glad that he did that, because I was, I was infuriated. I was so ticked off at him for not mentioning it when he was talking about their drug policy, because it would have been a perfect time to actually talk about their drug policy by pointing out their hypocrisy because they are sending all of the drugs to the United States because they are our enemy. They want to destroy us and they're doing a really mm -hmm. good job of it. But we have all of these problems that are coming over our southern border. And it's so infuriating to me to see the Democrats trying to paint Republicans as being so de demonizing of immigration when we have all of these problems that are pouring into our country because of their policies of open borders. Yeah. Am I passionate about this? Yes. And I, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I'm maybe not as passionate in my, my, uh, the, the way I express it as you, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I, how did you how did you feel about Trump calling for the death penalty for drug dealers in our country? Because <laughs> that was that was a little <laughs> interesting. Like I wasn't sure how to take that as far. Like it's it's one of those things that's it's pretty extreme thing to say. And um, okay. but you know, so you've got okay. as pointed out. There's there's it's one of the greatest causes of death, right? Well, if you've got it, well, it's the number number one cause for for men ages eighteen to forty five. The number yeah. one cause of death of men in that age group is fentanyl. And fentanyl 
is uh, is such a potent drug that even even enough grains to cover, a, I think it's about the size of a quarter of a of the face of a penny. So if you were to take a, a quarter okay. of that size and you had a few grains of fentanyl, that is enough to grow an adult human. Or sorry, not to grow, to kill an adult human. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, 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 did we Jack did we switch? and the Beanstalk? We have Jack Subjects. and the Beanstalk. We have magic, magic beans. We have magic uh, dust, <laughs> fentanyl. Uh, no, it is to enough to kill people. an adult human. So that is an extremely potent thing. And and one of the things that they say uh, at a lot of cases where people are killed, children, adults, is uh, these are. Um, there, there are drugs that hospitals are giving that have fentanyl in them. Uh, people might touch a package that have fentanyl on it. They might go and then eat something and just from what they had on their hands will, will contaminate the food and they'll eat that, they'll ingest it and then they'll die from fentanyl. And that's one of the reasons why it is. These, these aren't all just people who are doing drugs, but we do have many drugs that are pouring in from the drug cartels across the southern border that do have uh, traces of fentanyl in them. And they're purposefully put in there so that, uh, uh, you know, they can harm, yeah. harm us. And, and they're yeah, not, and- China's not doing it to, um, to get us hooked on drugs. That's, that's the purpose of a drug cartel in Mexico. China is doing it because they hate us. Well, it mounts to the same thing, but it's for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Well, they hate us. They want to get rid of us. But the out of the drug thing, it's a deeper conversation. Maybe we should discuss that at some point. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I think of the different approaches to how to deal with the the um the drug problem we have. But finish the wall. Even finish well, the wall. Get the what, get I, the, what I was going to say. We're supposed to have a big beautiful if, wall, but the big beautiful door. Even if you went with the the extremist view of saying legalize all drugs and then treat them instead of making it illegal and driving it underground, let's just say that for the sake of argument that that was that everybody agreed on that when we went with that direction. Still controlling the border and controlling you know controlling what's coming into our country and controlling that sort of thing. Well, would the be problem important. is the problem is a lot more than just drugs. You've got the horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible more. human trafficking that's going on. And really, it's amazing because uh, President Trump was one of the only ones in government, the only one actually that I'm aware of in government, except maybe a couple of representatives uh, and, and members of Senate, especially Ted Cruz, uh, because he's in a border state, were, were addressing that issue. And it is such a big problem. It's such a big problem that uh, it's one of the, the major uh, problems that the border states do face. What is it? Arizona, the uh, the, the kidnapping rate and the drug trafficking, or not drug trafficking, but human trafficking uh, that happens in Arizona is just, it's unbelievably high. And if our media covered these things, that's the thing, is if they covered these things, there would be so much more awareness of the problem and so right. many more people screaming for uh, the government to do something. But the media is just completely complicit in covering it up not reporting it. Well, I think we're uh, pretty much out of time here. I do think it's worth, you know, talking about the media as a whole different broad subject, right? And uh, like what, what can be done about that and why, why is the media the way it is and stuff? Why won't they cover certain things? Such an interesting topic. But I think we're pretty much agreed on the border and um, 
you know, I just, I just want to reiterate that, you know, this, this whole compassion thing, it's like, I feel uh, an, an immense amount of compassion for people who live in these countries and want to just want to come and make their way in America. The American dream. Legitimately. Yeah. The American dream means something to me and the ability to come and make your way in America. I want these people to have that opportunity. I, I legitimately do. And I would presume that for the most part, I'm sure there's greedy Republicans that are selfish or whatever at some level somewhere. They're like, yeah, keep the foreigners out. And certainly there are going to be people who are bigoted and actually racist about it and stuff. But as a general rule, I would say that that most people who are, are on the conservative side of things and want to control that border, they actually do want legal immigration. They want to we want to bring new people. Into we our want country, to have we control want because we control. are a sovereign country. Yeah, it's just like the voting issue. Yeah. It's like saying, you know, saying that we want voter ID means we're trying to suppress voting or something. Yeah. It's just once again, more gaslighting. And it it's, it's just like, no, we want people to vote. We very much want people to vote, but we want them to vote for themselves, not for dead people and not for, <laughs> not we for want 10 other people. And not we want for... legitimate voting. We want it to be honest. We want it to be fair. We uh-huh. want it to honest be... Honest and fair, yeah. We want it to be... Uh, yeah, that's so, really all it is. We want honesty and fairness. That's what we want. And, and uh, you know what? If that's the case, and if Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election because it was honest and fair, then fantastic. Absolutely. He's he's our president. It is what it is. I don't like that outcome, but he's the president. And we wouldn't have these big questions if we believed that it was honest and fair. If we were allowed to ask the questions. Yes. Like we're not allowed to ask the questions. And so... And we're not allowed we to don't get have the answers. Big questions. We're not yeah. allowed to so get we the have answers. Big, well, rather, we have big questions because we can't ask them. And yeah. so, <laughs> well, that's and that's a whole, a whole bunch of other questions. So, <laughs> right. Anyway, thanks for joining us today on this uh, episode of the Jam. See, I got one in at the end there. The Jam. You did the Jam. Um, so please like, subscribe, and share um, with your friends if if you feel so inclined. Unless you hate us. Um, comment and we love you. Don't be a hater. Except, except you. Be you. a congratulator. Everyone else I love, but that guy right there. Give so give, give yourselves a uh, give yourselves a hug. Hug the ones you love. Later, later, Gator. Bye, everybody. Go Gators.